Hey, Purpose Claremont, I just want to share this real quick today on our National Day of Prayer. It comes out of 2 Chronicles chapter 7, and I know that maybe some of you who know the, the scriptures pretty well, you've heard this passage before, you, at least you've heard part of it. But I actually want to start before the verse that is so popular and make sure that we actually look at the popular verse in its context and then see and pray that God would make this the prayer of every people group on the planet for their nations as well as we pray for ours. In 2 Chronicles chapter 7, verse 11, um, Solomon is dedicating the temple. You get to verse 11 and it says this, Thus Solomon finished the house of the Lord and the king's house, and all that Solomon had planned to do in the house of the Lord and in his own house he successfully accomplished. Then the Lord appeared to Solomon in the night and said to him, I have heard your prayer and have chosen this place for myself as a house of sacrifice. When I shut up the heavens so that there is no rain or command the locusts to devour the land or send pestilence among my people, if my people who are called by my name humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and heal their land. See that in the, the, the one that's popular is verse 14. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray. And, and I believe this. We should be doing this. And we are God's people, as are all Christians around the world. We are God's people that are called by his name, but we're called to humble ourselves and pray. Not arrogantly pray, but to humble ourselves. Why would I need to humble myself? One, because I'm coming before God and it needs to be done in humility. Two, I'm a sinner just like anyone else. And I must come to God humbly knowing that the only reason I can speak to God is because he has called me. And so all of us followers of Jesus, the only reason that we can know God is because of God. So we come to him humbly. We pray to him humbly. And we pray and seek his face. But there's, then, then there's this part, but turn from their wicked ways. And here's the thing, friends. We need to ask God, God, what in my life is not pleasing to you? And then repent from it. I cannot tell you how often I see that verse used, especially on a national day of prayer. And that part is skipped over. I've seen over and over and over where they write down and pray and seek my face, then I will hear from heaven. And they take out the repentance aspect of it. But followers of Jesus, this applies just to just the same to us as it does to everyone else. I feel like sometimes we can kind of come before God, bold, or not boldly, but arrogantly, forgetting that we're, we need to repent of sin. There's things in our life that are not pleasing to him. So ask God, what's not pleasing to you? What is sin that I need to repent from? Then verse 15, now my eyes will be open and my ears attentive to the prayer that is made in this place. For now I have chosen and consecrated this house that my name may be there forever. My eyes and my heart will be there for all time. And as for you, you will walk before me as David, your father, walked, doing according to all that I've commanded you and keeping my statutes and my rules that we're supposed to be a people who are, who are obeying God. Then I will establish your royal throne as I covenanted with David, your father, saying you shall not lack a man to rule Israel. Now, friends, this is directly spoken to Solomon, but there are principles that we can take out of it. And here's the principles that I think we need to apply. We need to humble ourselves before God. We need to go to him in prayer and, and pray humbly and seek his face and repent from our sin. That we need to lead the way. And then we need to pray that God would move in our nation, that the Holy Spirit would send a revival, but the revival needs to start with us. See, I came across this statement made by Abraham Lincoln uh, when he declared a national day of prayer and fasting after the Union Army was defeated at the Battle of Bull Run. And it doesn't take long, so I'll close with this. And he said this, 
He says, it is fit and becoming in all people at all times to acknowledge and revere the supreme government of God, to bow in humble submission to his chastisement, to confess and deplore their sins and transgressions in the full conviction that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and to pray with all fervency and contrition for the pardon of their past offenses and for a blessing upon their present and prospective action. And whereas when our own beloved country, once by the blessings of God, united, prosperous, and happy, is now afflicted with faction and civil war, it is it is peculiarly fit for us to recognize the hand of God in this terrible visitation and in sorrowful remembrance of our own faults and crimes as a nation and as individuals to humble ourselves before him and to pray for his mercy that the, in, that the inestimable boon of civil and religious liberty earned under his guidance and blessing by the labors and sufferings of our fathers may be restored. Friends, as we approach this day, may we pray. We pray that God would lead us, that God would change us, that God would convict us, that we would repent from our sin, and that God would move in our, in our land. And may we pray this over all nations, and all Christians would pray the same thing. Not, and may, may it not be just today, but may this be constant, as we believe that prayer is powerful. So I just wanted to share this as we spend today, spend some time today, some time throughout the day, praying for God to do things we have never seen before that would advance his kingdom, that the gospel would be heard, that people's lives would be changed, that people would be reconciled to God. Friends, I love you more than you know. I'm so thankful for you, and I hope you have a great rest of your day.